the systems already exist. Whether you realize it or not, whether you want them or not, the systems exist. The question's not, do you have them? The question is, are they good? Welcome to On Leadership. On Leadership is a super series produced by Reach Australia on key leadership skills for the pastor or ministry worker. Uh, Craig, it's, it is great to have you on. Now, you're an Anglican minister. You also love leading your church out at Glenmore Park. That's right. Anglican. Uh, and this episode, we're focusing on why systems matter. Now, I think this is, a, this is an area that... Uh, a lot of pastors find uh, challenging. You know, whether you're aware of it or not, our churches are full of systems. Yeah. Uh, now, there are big systems and there are small systems. There are systems within systems. There might be some that you created on purpose. I reckon there's probably a lot that you have created unintentionally. Yep. Uh, what is a system? Yeah, I think we're usually used to thinking of individual pieces, you know, this meeting or that um, welcoming or a piece, a part. But a system is thinking of how all those individual pieces relate to each other and, and what they're doing together. It's thinking of a, a bigger picture. For example, right, you've got um, the circulatory system, you know, your heart. This is in the human body. In the human body. biological now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. getting scientific. Uh, you know, the heart pumps the blood to the lungs, gets some oxygen, pumps it out to the muscles, pumps it back. You know, that... that that whole thing is a system with lots of pieces that are doing lots of individual things. And in church world, we have a similar kind of thing. There's systems, there's pieces that all work in with each other. You know, like a visitor comes to your church and you welcome them at the door and then you make sure that everyone ignores them the rest of the service and then they leave sad. Like that's a system. It's not a very good one, but it's, it, you know, that's a system. That's a welcoming system. And, and our church is full of systems like so that. So getting people to actually uh, think about it, think about what happens, document it, yeah. reflect on it, whether it's actually good, how can we improve it, how might we welcome people so we don't ignore them. Yep. That's all part of systems thinking. Why do you think it is so challenging for, look, I'm going to put the heat on you, for pastors like you? Yeah, I think it is hard because we're so, like, you want to focus on something. Like, we're going to do this thing. We're going to make sure the welcoming out the door is really good. Mm. And so, good, great. And But it's just that you can then forget that there's a whole lot of other pieces that go into what happens when someone comes to our church and what we want to do to welcome them. It's not just what we do when, we, when they arrive. Now, now, the language of trellis and vine, it's, you know, it is a, it's a part of our, the, you know, Sydney psyche. And, and some would say that's a trellis. You know, yeah. that system is a trellis. That's not real vine work. Um, and I've heard that, you know, I've heard that pu- push back a few times you know that that that's the admin work the trellis thinking about mm. the system it's not vine work um you know not to sort of you know throw under the bus in this but what do you think about a comment like that from someone yeah i'm not sure that's exactly right like i think i think a system is trellis and vine like yeah. that's that thing is the system yeah it's people work isn't it it's people work and you know, so you've got some maybe some structural things some some admin things but those things exist because there are people who need to use them or be on the end of them or experience them in some way. So a system is, it's both trellis and vine. Just 
to say it's trellis misses that it's about people. Yeah, well, so much of uh, Christian leadership, so much of well, all of all of ministry generally, like it, it's people work. Yeah, we're working with people, uh, and you're building those systems. Even when you're working on your sermon by yourself in your study, it's people work because hopefully you're thinking about the people that you're seeking to preach. Uh, and teach, yeah, and you're trying to work out how can I best communicate, you know, this passage so that they will walk away, changed, transformed, you know, more like Christ. Yeah, because you know, like in your in your welcoming system, if you think about it as a whole, there'll be some trellisy bits. There'll be some bits that are about getting their info and putting it in some kind of spreadsheet database thing, and then having that number available for someone to call them. And that might be a bit of a trellisy admin bit. But then the next bit is that someone then contacts them and has a bit of people interaction with them person to person. And so within the system, there might be all kinds of trellis, vine, trellis, vine, alternating pieces. So for someone who's listening in, you know, they're halfway through their workout. I'm, I'm still not convinced that, you know, they're thinking you still haven't committed. That still sounds like a lot of admin work. Why do... Why do systems matter in the local church? Yeah, I mean, that's good. There's five reasons, I think. Number one is, I think, the systems already exist. Whether you realize it or not, whether you want them or not, the systems exist. The question's not, do you have them? The question is, are they good? And are they what you want them to be? So they exist, make them good, yep. document them, work on them. Yep. Number two. Number two, uh, systems are about people. There are people who are in them who have to deal with them, whatever the system is. If it's your discipleship, if it's your welcoming, whatever it is, there are people who need to function within that system and and the system exists for people. So that's number two. Number three is that good systems will deliver good results with minimal supervision. As in, you still need to supervise and make things happen, but if the system is good, then the system will produce good results. But it needs it need you, you still need to tinker on it. You know, you, you you don't set up how we do carols and then just keep doing how we do carols for the next ten years. Yes, that's um, right. Because we've got bushfire season, we can't do fireworks in you know this year. Yeah. But we got to we just do fireworks. Yeah. That's what we do. Someone's now organising that. But hang on, the government said no fireworks this year. Right. Yes, that's right. Or or you can't just set it up and think it's going to run forever like that. You know, things fall apart. People change circumstances change the system needs to change so you've got to set up regular times in the year to reflect on that and in fact it's a great exercise just to get buy-in from the team you know again i think often a mistake we make uh as ministry workers is we go away and we think it and we document it and we process because that's what we do we're good analyzers yeah but actually taking away that you know taking away that whole process from the team you know we miss the opportunity that is to actually build yeah. uh team and build momentum and actually probably get better ideas on how to create the system yeah a good thing to do is to be like hey everyone um what do you think our welcoming system is you know let's write it down what do you think it is because maybe they don't even know or there's parts that you think are functioning great and literally no one has any idea about you know so that's just a good a good exercise that's number three number four is that our systems create behaviors brackets most of the time close brackets. I feel like you're reading off a script here, Craig. Well, it's just, it's an important thought, you know, that behavior, a system will create a behavior, but not always, you know. Sometimes you just have someone who's going to be in the system just running rampant, doing their own thing. You know, it's not like it's 
you pull this lever and behavior is created. So, so they're not just created automatically. Like a system doesn't just do that. You've actually got to put point, points in there to celebrate, you know, good results, to affirm, you know, feedback loops to say, hey, good job. I really loved how you sat down next to that person and welcomed them really well. That was really yeah. great in the functioning welcoming ecosystem yeah because you know like the way that a system works is that the pieces the, the pieces interact with each other the pieces reinforce each other and so if there's people who are running a system the system will impact on those people but those people will impact on that mm. system too so the system will create behavior but the people will also slowly over time be tweaking that system so they kind of interplay with each other so what's your last big you know, reason for having systems. Number five, poor systems create frustration in good people. I feel like this is just, you know, number three and four just said differently. But, uh, you know, yeah. Well, well, it's different because number number three is that um, they'll produce good results. But um, this one is that people, you have good people who just want to do good things. And if the system is bad, then it's going to be hindering them, frustrating them, getting in their way, slowing them down. So you want to get this system good so that your good people can flourish. Excellent, excellent. Now, some resources on this. Well, Chapter 61 has these five sort of reasons on why systems matter. Really helpful. Um, I think Chapter 58 in your book is really helpful too, as well. Uh, I think one of the challenges that we find hard often in you know ministry is we don't think in steps or mm. or some of us don't think steps. Yeah. Uh, and what's so, the next step for this yeah, person? Yeah, that's it. And 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 so I think that's a great chapter that helps you think into this. Now, another couple of great books, uh, Simple Church, I think, by uh, Eric Geiger and Tom Rayner. Thinking about movement, alignment, focus, and clarity. If you've been listening to the one thing, you'll know that we bang on about that book. I reckon everyone should just read that book just to just to understand. You know, Simple Church. Don't make it too complex. Uh, and Tony Morgan, I, I, I listened to a number of his sort of podcasts. He's got a great episode on uh, discipleship pathway as well. So I, I, I guess before we finish up, I, I do want to press into, you know, what are the warnings that you have as pastors go out and start creating these systems? Yeah, I think the warning is either too much or too little. You know, it's the temptation is to either create too many systems, be heaps overstructured, and and everything needs to fit into a system. Whereas people are a bit messy. But then the other is too little, where you just everything's just a bit messy, and everyone does what they want. There's no king in Israel. Every man does what he is right in his own eyes. So too much, too many systems, not enough. Too much oversight too little oversight um, or too much fiddling, playing with the system, tweaking and changing it. You know, I reckon you should probably leave it for about 18 months, two years, just to see if this thing's working or not before you start overhauling the system. So what are the key systems then? This is sort of, you know, off-piste where I'm asking you a question off, off on the topic, but what are the key systems you think every church ought to have? You need to think about how you're gonna, how's evangelism gonna happen? How how are people gonna come to know Jesus? You need to think about your discipleship system. How people are gonna grow in Him, and then your kind of your ministry. How are you people are gonna be serving and loving and being sent out? And then you got to think about your welcoming. How are you gonna when people rock up? What are you gonna do with them? And then some of your financial systems. 
because you want to make sure that you're always, you know, in integrity above reproach with all your yeah with all your money that'd be some of the key ones excellent thanks craig uh been really helpful sort of thinking into the the dangers thinking into the reasons why uh one thing that you just sort of want to leave pastors with to encourage them to keep working on this area uh the big thing would be that systems exist whether you want them to or not and so they they're already there so if you love people then you should love systems Sorry, that was I just I, that was that's a, I was just thought I was on a different podcast, but uh, that is a really helpful one thing to have. Now, next episode we're going to be digging into how decisions are made. Uh, you, you're actually going to be needing to make decisions regularly in church life. So, how do you go about doing that? Thanks, Craig. Pleasure. See you then. Chat soon.